This is Christopher, and I want to welcome you to the Time Shifters podcast. This podcast takes a fun look at the films of long past, recent past, and the almost present, as well as the events and news surrounding them. Matt and I would love to hear from you, and there are several ways to get in touch with us. Look for the Time Shifters podcast group on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Time Shifters Pod, and Matt is at Movies at the Matt. And you can send us a typed or recorded message to timeshifterspodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. Please rate and review the show at any of those outlets. Now, let's head to the Time Shifter Studio and start the show. Everyone, and welcome back. In addition to everything you just heard, I also remind everybody to, you know, please share the show. You know, when you go to those places and you want to rate them or if you're li- wherever you're listening, you know, share the, ep- share the episode. We always post on Facebook and Twitter and everything. Share it to your friends so people find it. And, of course, you know, check out our Tee Public store. Or if you're shopping at Amazon, I, I should have put that in the, pr- in the uh, introduction, too. If you're shopping at Amazon, go to timeshifterspodcast.com and click on the Amazon link on the right there. And then uh, a couple pennies come back our way if you buy anything. It's all anonymous. We don't uh, see who buys what or anything, but... We get a little a little slice of that pie, which would be great. <laughs> Matt, welcome back. Thanks for joining me. It has yeah. been a while since we've uh, we've talked because of things. Uh, people who have listened to the show know what went on, so it has been like a, a month since we've spoken. Yep. So uh, there has been a little bit of news and a little bit of trailers. Granted, a little bit of dated, but we are time shifters. <laughs> uh, the uh, trailers have been coming out that have been pretty cool. Uh, the one uh, I shared and you shared the next day, like saying, you've got to see this. I'm like, I saw it. <laughs> it <laughs> looks real good. Yeah, is the, the Dead Don't Die trailer, which stars, it's got just this big collection. It's like, hey, are you not doing anything right now? Could you right. come over and be in our movie? <laughs> Who's free the next couple of weeks? <laughs> exactly. And it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, people have talked about doing like a, a Zombieland sequel. And after, which is coming out. Which is, yeah, supposedly coming year. out. I, I don't care about Zombieland. Right. I want to see this Dead Don't Die. <laughs> it looked fantastic. Bill Murray, Adam Driver as, like, I guess the two leads, mm-hmm. where they're just, like, these small-town sheriffs or deputies. But then one day the dead start to rise. But it's very dry in its humor. It almost seems like it's a Wes Anderson doing a zombie movie but it's not him <laughs> right uh, it's just it looks like it's got the equal levels of dark and comedy and just surreal i mean it's just it's all, all across on this even tone just mm-hmm. through the whole trail even as the trailer gets weirder it stays on that tone <laughs> the whole time it, it looked like one of those movies where we're going to be following the straight men while a lot of zany and crazy stuff goes on yes and i love that idea and you've got Tilda Swinton in it, who is playing a Scottish woman who is trained as a samurai and like does yoga. And it's like, okay, why not? <laughs> well, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, Steve Buscemi was in the trailer at one point, and um, Iggy Pop is going to be a zombie, right? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out though: is he playing himself yeah, as a right. zombie, or is he just some like local that gets turned into a zombie? Yeah. Either way, I'm ready. Doesn't even really need much in the way of makeup either. (laughs) (laughs) You look half decayed, Iggy. (laughs) Yeah, so that looked like a very fun trailer, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Carol Kane was in it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Chardonnay. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome to see her show up in something again. That is just, it just, it looks like so much fun. Yeah. I I really want to see this movie. Yes. And there was a lot of people that were wondering whether it was really a real thing. They were wondering if it was a goof trailer. Yeah, a goof or when did this drop? You know, they're checking the date. Was this April Fools? <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. But I think it is it is a real thing and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Another trailer that dropped this past month was for the new animated Adams family. Mm-hmm. If you caught that, that yes. looks like they could be it could be fun. Yeah. I the trailer hard to tell, you know, um it had some fun stuff in it, but it's kind of like it just it didn't just go, it didn't like wow me. It was like, sure. okay, it got me interested in, in seeing more. So I guess that's all it really needs. I, but I'm hopeful that it's that it's fun and it's good. Yeah. I like that the animators went back to the old Charles Adams uh, comic yeah, style. That was cool looking. Yeah, very cool. So it, it, it could be fun. Uh, 
you know, fingers crossed on that one. Yeah, same. Yeah. It didn't do like the dead don't die was like okay I've got to see this mm-hmm. the, the the Adams family was like you have my attention all right got my attention I'll yeah I'll see what comes up <laughs> yeah yeah <I'm laughs> if I'm free <laughs> absolutely yeah then the other trailer when I heard they were remaking this movie I was just sort of like oh really they're gonna they're gonna remake Child's Play oh with, right, with right 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 and then it's like a couple of weeks later. And all of a sudden, Mark Hamill says that he's doing the voice of Chucky. And instantly, I went, really? You and everyone else, Exactly. I <laughs> and I thought that was so funny that everyone rolled their eyes when this movie got announced. And then Mark Hamill as Chucky. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> really? I got a real kick out of Every that. Every single person has the same reaction. I think that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I can take or leave the entire entire child's play franchise uh, a a remake i don't really care i I don't even with mark hamill doing the voice i don't really see myself really going to any trouble to try to watch this thing unless i hear from a lot of people that it's a lot of fun or you you know or something maybe then i'd check it out but yeah, I, I think it's just hysterical. Everyone's, oh, geez, another remake, another remake. Oh, Mark Hamill. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, Heather, did you hear the remake in Child's Play? <laughs> right. It's like, what the I hell? just want to hear his delivery. I want to hear his performance. And from the trailer, it seemed that they're going way less like the occult style, which is like how the serial killer ends up inside the doll. And it's more about like, it's like AI. Twisted AI. Isn't right. It? Yeah. Someone's controlling it. Like, is there a serial killer involved? Like, does a serial killer die next to this doll? Is the serial killer just the guy controlling things from a room somewhere? It's like, okay, we've reinvented this franchise to yeah. put more of like a, it could happen, spin on it. And I'm always a fan of, it could happen. See, and that's about the, the one thing that kind of pulls me a little toward this direction is like, okay, now you're talking like it's a little science fiction. Right. You know, so you're, horror fantasy. Yeah, you're kind of crossing the line there. Right. It's like, okay, maybe you can do something interesting with that. That's the question. Do they do something interesting with it or is it just – is it like uh, what was the uh, what was the old uh, the movie about the, the the robots in the shopping mall chopping mall it was <laughs> it was it was chopping mall yeah that's a great title yeah uh, I had a couple I had a couple titles but I think chopping mall is where you'll find it from oh boy and and that's the basic you know they have robotic uh, security guards that go you know struck by lightning and go mad and kill people all right that sounds like one of those movies that the poster was the first thing made <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's exactly the kind of film you 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 think it is yeah uh it, it's all it it is actually a little bit of fun but yeah it is exactly it's kind of like one of those cult classic yeah. horror films watch with 10 friends <laughs> yeah exactly and so is this new chucky gonna be or child's play gonna be that or are they gonna do something a little bit different with right. it so we'll see Either way, everybody's got the Mark Hamill interest. <laughs> exactly. They've got that going for them. Yes, they do. Good marketing, though, because I heard that that thing was getting remade a while ago. Then I forgot about it. And then, like, the teaser started getting dropped. And then he makes his post. And I'm like, when did he get added to this? Right. They held off on that information for the perfect amount of time. Well, I imagine it's one of those things, too, that you could do that entire film and the whole right. time, until the until the 11th hour, right. you could hold off getting your voice for Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was just a whole, wonder who all they went through or right. what kind of negotiation. or Did somebody fall through, but it's like, oh, but Mark yeah. Hamill's free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, Star Wars is over. Mark Hamill is free. Or was it something he was interested in sure. and then found out that they were doing it and then called somebody and said, hey, do you, do you guys have a voice yet? And, Here's the voice. I got yeah. one for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, I have no idea. That'd be curious to, to find out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. Fun. Uh, any other trailers or anything? No trailers, okay. but... Disney released some information, yeah. some big information about their streaming app that will be coming out November 12th called mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Right. And they revealed what the starting monthly price is. Six ninety nine. Yeah, seven bucks. That's or what, insane. $70 for the year I think you could pay outright? Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I, I will uh, give uh, Disney a little bit of credit here for actually coming out and saying that this is an introductory price and it right. will go up. Yes. They're not obviously. doing they're not doing oh that's the other bit of news too. We can cut this will 
cross right into that. They're not doing the movie pass thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they are announcing that this is introductory. And Get it will it go. Right. Otherwise, you're going to be paying more in the yeah. long run. Yeah. No one's surprised that Disney came up with a streaming service. Right. I, I, everyone knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Even if they hadn't said anything, everyone knew it was eventually going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, this is the first news that it is officially – this is the date that it's going to launch, and this is how much it is. And that's a heck of an introductory price. You yep. could definitely find yourself – I'll be getting it. Yeah. <laughs> no question. Well, because now they also said that it's going to have all the Marvel stuff. It's going to have all the Star Wars stuff. It's going to have every episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be developing original content as well as the stuff a that's in- A lot of original content. As well as the stuff that's in their library. So it is going to be- Huge. A huge, a streaming service that's going to be hard to beat. My concern is it's going to crash- Mm. that everyone's oh, going to be signing sure. up and everyone's going to be watching right away and there's going to be problems. Like, I really hope they back this thing up a ton because I'm right. expecting crashes, like, within the first week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they even said that the, the whole service will even allow two people streaming on different devices at the same time in HD. I mean, they're really pulling out some of the stops for this right. thing. All the things that work best for Netflix is what they're going to do mm-hmm. with their library. We should make a prediction of how long we think Netflix is going to survive. Because <laughs> yeah, when when that announcement came out, the price, I tweeted out, like, this is not like a warning shot across Netflix's bow. This is all cannons broadside. Oh, they're yeah. taking them out. And I did read, too, that they were talking that in the future there could be like a bundle package where you can get the Disney Plus and Hulu and, uh, you know, a couple of the other of their properties yeah. that, and combine it into one, you know, discounted cheaper. cheaper rate. That may be, I mean, all hail our Lord Disney. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we worship, we worship the, the mouse. The three circles. Yeah. That is our new, that's the new Trinity. Yeah. Uh, as far as entertainment goes, it might be the way it's going. Right, which is pretty much what we talked about, what, like two years ago, that mm-hmm. you'd get like these package deals for streaming services yeah. rather than like this, that, and the other. We didn't uh, really foresee that, you know, one company would own all those. <laughs> we should have. <laughs> we probably should have seen it coming. That one's going to be a tough one to pass up on. And, well, it's going to be curious, too. How long will the first ones that sign up, how long will they get to pay that introductory price is there going to be kind of grandfather clauses or are they going to rank it up on everybody all the time right i imagine like my plan is to get like the year Mm -hmm. buy a year 70 bucks is not 70 bucks is not much to invest in a a streaming service for for that kind of content yeah and then wait and see if it goes up a ridiculous amount like "Mm, maybe i pull back or maybe i just go to paying monthly or things like that but it's like oh it only went up a dollar i'm still here (laughs) yeah exactly yeah that is not that is not bad that is not a bad price and uh i mean even even double that if which is about what netflix costs now right considering what all is there that isn't going to be anywhere else you know it's not going to be on netflix or any other streaming service it's going to be there not bad, unless you, you know, go for the physical media. Right. <laughs> buy, I do that too. Buy those DVDs and Blu-rays while you can. I do that anyway. Um. <laughs> it's going to be curious. There's something, too. Is is Disney, where are they going to start seeing the money? Mm. Are they going to start saying, all right, really the money's going to be in this streaming service. We're not going to release as much stuff. Or, you know, the DVDs and the Blu-rays are going to be even more limited. So yeah, that's something that Disney just historically has always done. They like to limit their the releases all the way going back to the early days of home video with the VHSs. For the last time this decade, you know, we're going to start seeing the, the the physical media disappear from the you know the, the shelves for Disney. I hope to not. push people towards right. the service. I hope not because I love physical media. I still buy things left and right. Um, I always like it when things come with a digital copy because that makes travel easier. Sure, but I love to pop in a disc. Mm-hmm. Looks better, sounds better. No one can take that from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, and I'll admit, just recently, as a lot of things that I I own discs of, but so I, I see pop up on Prime or. To be or you know some of these other services, I'm like, oh well, it's convenient. I'll just watch it, you know, here. So it is convenient, but it is nice to know that those things do come and go. Right. I mean, as we've talked about last time with Amazon, 
Nixon, a lot of their smaller independent and stuff like that. Right. Now it's gone. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got the discs, you know, so I can still watch it whenever I want. So there's something to be said for that. But, yeah, I could see them doing it as a bit of a marketing ploy to sure. pull toward people towards their streaming service. And another part of that ploy is that they are planning on doing these short series for things inside the Marvel Universe. They're doing, uh, you know, they're going to have Winter Soldier and Falcon. They're going to have Scarlet Witch and Vision. And they're saying that these are going to be like only seven, eight episodes apiece, ridiculously high budget. So it's not, it's going to look way better than any TV show, but they are going to tie directly into the movies. And I'm sitting there going, so now you're going to make people think I need to see that Mm -hmm, to know mm -hmm. what's going on in the movies. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's exactly what I was just thinking. It's just like if this had come around a few years ago, Agents of Shield would have been on Disney Plus and not ABC. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't really have to see Agents of Shield to know what's going on in the No, Marvel I universe. suppose not. But but they're pretty much saying, "Oh, if you want to keep up, you need to watch this show." Yeah, all these there's all going to be these little bridges. Right. And you know, you're not going to know why who's this person? Where right. did they come from? What what are they talking about? Yeah. Who died? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because you didn't have that eight-episode story. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I already planned to watch that stuff, and now I'm thinking, like, oh, I have to watch that stuff yeah. before the next movie comes out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, oof. Yeah, I may I may have to spring for the 70 bucks. You know, like, <laughs> do the same thing you did. Just get yeah. it for a year. Am I watching it? And then right. see, and then, yeah, am I watching this enough? And uh, And then, yeah, go from there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mentioned the, the movie pass. I saw a news story that they said that they lost ninety percent of their subscribers this year. I'm like, not what a surprise! Right. Really? <laughs> and then they immediately came out and said, no, "No, no, no, that's not true." It's like you're lying. <laughs> You've been lying for a year. Yeah, there's really not much more to say about movie pass that we haven't already said. I just that art of that little news story came up, and yeah, no shock. No. Nice try, guys. Right. And I read this article about the one of the people that founded the company who was there. Right as like this whole switch came when the new people came in and you know said here's what we're going to make the new price and he came out and said at the time to them oh we we did a lot of number crunching that won't work that's not sustainable right he he said something like the lowest we could ever get it to was like fifteen dollars and that was pushing it and they were like no 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 don't worry this will work and he goes it's not going to work you're not yeah. being honest with people and then they kicked him out yeah. He he saw his himself on the way out, and he was really kind of heartbroken about it because this was his baby. This was mm-hmm. something that he worked really hard on, and, and he saw it crash and burn. And it probably would have would have worked even yes. at fifteen or even twenty dollars, twenty dollars a month, and you go to whatever movie you want, right? You know, as many movies as you want, right? Or even if they came out and said, "Oh, it's ten dollars for a month." Mm-hmm. Sign up for a year, you'll have that price for a year. But after this month. That price is off the table, and here's the new price. Yeah. It's a flash sale. Who's who's going to buy it? Right. That's up front. That's honest. That gets your name out there. I would have bought it when it came out, and I would have reevaluated in a year. Instead, they just kept switching everything and pulling back. There were times where I would wake up at 9 a.m. on a Monday, and I'd be like, well, let me see what movies they have available. And I would check yeah. every single theater by me. Nothing. Nothing was available except like these weird indie movies that no one had wanted to see or even had heard of. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Why is that the movie they're offering? Those are the movies that are you know, nominated for Academy Awards, Matt. They were not. <laughs> they weren't even those. They were just those low budget nothing movies. It's like um, e- even the stuff that had been out for like six weeks wasn't being offered. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Surprising. Yeah. So I was like, got it. You offer me nothing but take my money. Understood. <laughs> That's what your product became. I went from love it to disappointed to angry. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> you can go back and listen to the episodes where we've mentioned it. And, you right. can, and I was so excited. You can see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like, oh, they have problems. I'm sitting there like, good. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch the light go out of your eyes. <laughs> But because we're talking about like streaming services and whatnot, mm-hmm. one thing I keep forgetting to mention, but this thing has been like a real game changer for me to find like what's out there mm. on what streaming service. Oh, right. Okay. 
download the app Just Watch. Okay. You plug in, you type in the title of a movie, and it will tell you every single thing that it's on nice. currently okay. for streaming. Whether it's for something that's subscription based or it's like, oh, you can get it on this for a buck ninety nine. I've tried. Uh, I've looked for apps like that or websites and have had varying amount of luck. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, or sometimes it's kind of like I, I don't know what that means. You know, it's a little difficult to figure out. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's available or you're not, you know. Right. Or you think you find it. They, it's like, oh, this was written last year. Is it still there? Right. Or they, they list a bunch of icons, but then you find that there's a little small type that says, you know, let me know when it's available on. You know, yeah. it's a sli- well, come on. So you, this one you actually like. Yes. It's pretty it, easy to use. And, yeah. yeah. I've used it the last, I don't know, six, seven months. And yet you just put in a title and then it'll just, it'll bring up info in that movie. It'll bring you up a little description, who's in it. And then it will show you just as a simple list what it's currently streaming on. Nice. Both for subscription base and for price base. And the other cool thing is you can select all of the different streaming services you have. And then every day it updates what got added to that streaming service, whether nice. it's a show or a movie. And you can just like, oh, 32 new titles got added to Netflix today. And you just scroll through the list and it's like, well, now I know what's on there. Nice. No, I will definitely check that out because yeah. I, I do have that issue sometimes where I'm just trying to figure out where something's available. So you try to Google it, whatever. And it's right. like, here it is. And oh, here's this link. But oh, that's not a real link. No, that takes you to some site that, you know. Exactly. Back, back, back. <laughs> right. This is very professional. It yeah. just it just gives you the list. It doesn't link you to anything, but yeah, it just tells you straight up front what is and what isn't out there. And I love it. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, I will definitely check that out. Just watch, huh? Just watch. All right. Time shifter approved. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> Uh, have you gone out to see many uh, uh, movies this past mu- this past month? I've actually I've actually seen a couple, which is kind of amazing for me this early in the year. I am in my last month of grad school. I have been doing the big push. I will gotcha. I will get to announce my master's project was approved and I passed. Yay! Congratulations! So Congratulations! So I haven't seen anything. Okay. I have a whole huge list of stuff I want to go see. Uh, this Monday I will pretty much have all of my big assignments done. So I plan to go see at least two movies. I want to go see Shazam and I want to go see us Mm -hmm. because I've been pushing those two off. Right. So that's where I am with movies. I haven't seen anything since Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's what I wanted to, to ask. Yeah, uh, I guess Captain Marvel was a movie I was thinking of that I I actually seen, but I guess we did discuss that one already. Uh, Yeah, but I did see Shazam just yesterday. Son and I went, had a lot of fun. Yeah. So good. All right. Um, talk about it next time yep absolutely <laughs> all right so that's it for the the news and the trailers and everything so we will go ahead and take a short break and when we get back we're going to talk about and i forgot to look up the year 2012 2012's abe lincoln i guess it's technically abraham lincoln abraham lincoln vampire hunter Christopher, what insanity are you up to today? Oh, hey, Lydia. I'm downloading some movies. What? People are always telling me that's illegal. Uh Uh-uh, not these. They're all public domain. Oh, look, Rescue from Gilligan's Island. Let me see what you're doing. Oh, you're at archive.org. Well, they have thousands of films, TV shows, commercials, radio shows, and books available. Yeah, but... There are so many. I wish there was a podcast or something that would discuss these things. You know, give us an idea of what's worth the time. Um, Christopher, there is. We do one. Oh, that's right. We host Orphan Entertainment. Once a month, we pick something and review and discuss it. That sure is nice of us. (laughs) Sure. Why don't you click over to Orphan Entertainment and remind yourself a little more about the show. Oh, we'll do. Let's see, that's at orphanentertainment.com. And yeah, it looks like we're available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Oh, hey, can we review the Gilligan's Island movie someday? Mm-hmm, we'll see, Christopher. We'll see. All right, we're back. This is the film that uh, came off of Matt's side of the list here. and uh, My list is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's no weirder than this stuff I've come up with. <laughs> Um, this was one that when it came out, it was one of those movies that I was like, okay, I, you know, 
it seemed like it was a sci-fi original kind of thing. Yeah, you know? that's exactly what I thought. When this I thought this should have come off of uh, uh, whatever that company that does like the Sharknados or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that I can't think of the the name of the production company. But uh, it's exactly what it's felt like. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch this one of these days. I'm not going to go to the theater for this, but I'm going to watch it sometime. And then it just sort of got middling reviews, and then it just kind of faded away, and it just kind of left my consciousness a little bit until you brought it up again. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I did. I wanted to watch that. So, yeah, so I got a chance to uh, to watch the film and everything. Uh, lukewarm. 50, lukewarm, 50%, half-half, you know. Um, I didn't love it. Uh there are things that I really liked about it. You know, it was really funny. If you want to talk a little bit, go into the film a little bit. My favorite part of the film was actually the last half of the film. Okay. You know, it's kind of like watching the buildup. It didn't really interest me all that much. But when it got to the point where Abraham Lincoln was the president and has to pull out the axe again to defeat the evil... That's when it pulled me in. <laughs> <laughs> so just watch that part over and over. Yeah. This is a great 30-minute film. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a lot of stuff. I like how they integrated a lot of historical facts yes. and a lot of historical characters yes. into the story. Yeah. Even if they've kind of, you know, mixed and matched a little bit and uh, messed with the timeline a little bit. Which would have to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I still, I really like that. You know, it explains the, the death of his mother when he was young, the, the death of his child, uh, you know, why he was president. And it's like, that was kind of cool. I like yeah. how they were able to work that in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, it was the, um, I don't know what it was about that first part that was just kind of like. The training I, montage. Yeah, I, I felt like that was it. It was like an hour of. Training. Become a vampire. Yeah. And it's like, get on with it. (laughs) Yeah. I I was wondering that too. Like, would this have been a better movie if we just started like middle of his life rather than get like his whole biography? And it's just sort of like, oh, yes, I'm the president. And by the way, I hunt vampires. Like, yeah. All right. (laughs) See, I I wonder though if that would have been a case of just really, you want us to believe that? So you kind of have to have some backstory. It could have just been something like Maybe it could have been like, a little shorter, maybe. I don't right. know. It could have just been like, oh, yeah, my mother was killed by a vampire. I got, you know, I learned about these things. I, I hate them, and this is what's going on in the world. It was almost like they wanted to make the film a little bit like a uh, like a biography right. of Abe Lincoln. Right. And so they had to go all the way back to the young man that grew up in the log cabin, and mm-hmm. they had to go through all these different stages. And then he moved to Illinois. and became a lawyer. Make him a lawyer. Met his, met his wife. And... <laughs> Kept killing vampires. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, so it was written by Seth Graham Smith, who wrote the novel, mm-hmm. and he's the one who wrote Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. So he's got a history of doing this. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he wrote the screenplay, and it was directed by, and I cannot say this man's name, Timur... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Timur... Bakman Batov. Cool. Bakman Bak- 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 Minotov. Tamir B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know if I'm saying Tamir right. But yeah, so I think, you know, it suffers from that being a little too biographical. But I think as someone's writing that, that could be so much fun. It's just sort mm-hmm. of like you're, you're, you, he's probably got like his blank page on one side and then an Abe Lincoln biography next to him. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like doing notes and like, okay, and that's what really happened in my world. Right. Abraham Lincoln vampire inspired by Doris. <laughs> Turns good winner. Right. <laughs> and then the other thing it suffered from is this was kind of, you know, it's 2012. This was when, like, it wasn't right at the start of it, but this was really when Hollywood was like, it's going to be in 3D and things yeah. are going to come at you. Yeah. And we're going to throw a lot of things at the screen. So that way, when you're in the theater, you're like, whoa, jump back. Right. There's a lot of those moments. Yeah. And it, it suffers from that, yeah. I think. It takes it away a little bit. Yeah. But other than that, I love the action sequences. Some of them were really good. The fights on the horses. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous that you just yeah, have to accept it. It was absolutely ridiculous. Well, that was the scene that was really like, okay, this is going to be in 3D, so we need to fight on horse in, during a stampede. You know, <laughs> that, that's really what that felt like. And it was like, so you're watching it not in 3D. And even if I was watching it in 3D, I'd be like, really? I mean, this is the same thing as like, get a guy with a yo-yo. And right. you know, when back when 3D first came out, it was like, that was the uh, just because we could, right. you know, kind That's of stuff. Gag. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, synopsis of this movie, we get the biography of Abraham Lincoln. We find out that his mom, when he was a young child, was bitten by a vampire. And the way the lore kind of works in this universe is when you're bitten by a vampire, you either die because you had a pure soul soul, or you become one because you had an impure soul. And I don't know what that means. Right. Something within you. So she dies. He's scarred, grows up. Doesn't realize that the guy that attacked her was a vampire. He thought it was just an attack. So when he's older, he goes to get revenge. He's overmatched, but Mm -hmm. then he's saved by a vampire hunter. So he's trained to become a vampire hunter, and we go through his life. He becomes a lawyer. He meets Mary Todd. He keeps killing vampires. He becomes president. There's the Civil War. You find out the reason that so many uh, slave owners want to keep slaves is because they're vampires. Right, and they're, that's a food source. Right. See, that, see, that's where the movie starts getting interesting right. for me. Because that's where it history. starts. Yeah, you start playing with the history, and you start creating a whole other world. Yeah. yeah. Before, we were just following someone going through a world, and the vampire thing just happened to be there. Now it's actually shaping the world. Yeah. That's where I was really kind of getting interested with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like, you know, when he became president, um, there was a line that, you know, it's time to put away childish things. You see him packing away his, the, his, the silver axe and everything. And it's like, that's just kind of one of those moments. It's like the old, uh, the the retired gunslinger moment. Sure. It's like from an old Western or something like that. So that was pretty cool. But that's pretty much, that's like, that's the moment. That's the line. <laughs> that's the line. Right. Once you cross that, the rest of the film I really like. Right. And I like that part because it's this whole idea of he's becoming president not to be president because he figures that's the better way to hurt the vampires. If I can get the country around this idea of freeing slaves, I'll take the food source away from vampires and that hurts them more. But then that's what ramps up the Civil War more, both for racist Southerners and... And for vampires who want to right. keep their food source. It's this really clever mix. Mm-hmm. And then so finally it's this one big showdown. They're losing the Civil War. And it's this last showdown between Abe and the leader of the vampires. And so he's got to pick up the axe one more time. And they have this whole big fight. And there's your movie. Yep. that's Yeah, and that's, that's the movie. And you can figure out what happens. <laughs> <laughs> there's no surprises, I think. And I really loved uh, Benjamin Walker as Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, no, he He's did good. really good. Again, if this were like an Abe Lincoln biography, I mean, this is the kind of guy you would get. Yeah, he he did a really good job. He was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I think he really carried every scene that he was in. He did really well with the action. And he was good in that whole like clumsy, goofy, funny guy kind of way. He right. was never like super charismatic. He would be like, he'd drop things. He'd trip over himself, mm-hmm. things like that. Well, and you, um, the things you hear about, you know, Abe Lincoln, he was also, he was, he often would be kind of self-deprecating, you know, and have that kind of humor. And he, and he was a very tall, lanky, you know, bump into stuff kind of clumsy, maybe kind of person or whatever. So yeah, he, he really portrayed that really well. And then I liked the fact that he could turn that and then twist it into the very almost dance-like movements of the fight scenes. Yeah. Um, which apparently he, um, the, the actor learned how to do a lot of the axe stunts himself because yeah. he wanted he wanted to do it and why wouldn't you <laughs> yeah it looks cool i love the fighting i love yeah. yeah i like that whole thing where uh he's being trained and and he goes i'm not really good with guns and then all of a sudden it just shows the axe in in the log and i'm right. like nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i know i know my way around an axe <laughs> and I, I i looked him up he's still acting he's just he this should have been the breakout role if this movie just hadn't tanked because it tanked and someone put him in a Marvel movie or something like he's a good actor. I think he would be really fun as like a leading superhero star Wars, something like Disney pick this guy up. He he knows what he's doing. He would be so much fun. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of people that I recognized in the film. Uh, you had Mary Elizabeth Weinstead as Mary Todd. She people would know her from Scott Pilgrim as Ramona Flowers. Okay, I'm uh, kind of around to that one. Oh, really? Yeah, really. No, oh, I know what I'm adding to the list. <laughs> wow, that's surprising. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, you had Anthony Mackie, who plays um, his friend, the guy that everybody thinks is a slave, but he was born free. Mm-hmm. So he's he's Falcon in Captain America. Thank you. Okay. This was just before 
he got cast in Marvel. I think the next year he gets cast or shows up whenever Winter Soldier came out. Okay, I didn't immediately recognize him, but the name was like, I've heard that name before. Yep. Uh, Alan Tunig shows up in it for a few scenes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's probably the only face that I really think I, I actually recognize, recognized. He plays uh, Stephen Douglas. And then Joshua Fry Speed as uh, Jimmy Simpson. And people would might know him from, like, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as one of the McPoyle twins. Okay. But yeah, so it, it was kind of fun, though, watching a film where I didn't immediately just recognize every. It wasn't just this one star after another kind of film thrown right. together. Uh, so it was, it gave it sort of almost sort of like independent film um, with a big budget kind of thing feel. Yeah. There was also this really uh, interesting use of like light and shadow at different parts. Like it happens when um, I think like when his mom's funeral is going on, it happens during the stampede fight where, the sun is setting, and so one side is really bright, and then mm. the other side is very dark because the sun is gone from that part. And it's just sort of this whole idea of, like, what side are you on, Abe? Right. Are you a force of good or are you a force of evil? Are you mm-hmm. going to be selfish and do this war for you, or are you going to do it for everybody? And that, that pops up a lot, especially mm-hmm. during, like, important moments. And I wonder if it was something that a lot of people didn't pick up on because, yeah. This movie got review bombed and yeah. no one went and saw it. But I kept noticing, like, every time there's an important part, there's this weird thing going on with the lighting that I loved hmm. of sort of like, you know, is the light fading? Is the darkness taking over? When he goes to crash the uh, the vampire leader's house, all of a sudden they just do like a completely different filter because the whole thing was like sunset and all of a sudden they filter it blue. So it's like he's like really tapping into his inner strength and his anger to win this fight. And then when he loses the fight, the filter goes away and it's light again. Oh, okay. Like what is, where does he have to go? To- I'll, I'll admit, I, I, and I'm, I'll fully admit that I am usually the one that does not pick up on you know, the significance of that kind of stuff. I just see it as being someone being artsy. <laughs> it I don't, is. I don't always pick up on the fact that it actually means anything. I'm always like, what did that mean? Uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's only been in the last year or so that I've started looking at things like the use of color and the use of light. But yeah, the, there was that definite choice of he walks into that house and he's going to fight all the vampires. And it's very like, uh, reddish, yellowish, and then all of a sudden it's blue and it's darker. Hmm. And is this him going somewhere to oh, harness the strength to fight these things that are stronger than him? Because mm-hmm. he's he's winning this fight until the very end, and then that's when the color goes back the way it was. And I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> what's really <laughs> happening here? What are they trying to say? It, does he have to go to a place that he might not come back from in order to win this fight? Right. Yeah, interesting. No, it's it, it's it's neat hearing your your take on it and everything. And yeah, it, I think that's because of the context of the film. Maybe that's the kind of thing that the majority, like myself, wouldn't pick up on, because that's not what they would be looking for in a film about an ex president. It's also a vampire hunter. <laughs> it's just a great concept. Yeah. So. Were there any parts that you like really liked? You're like, okay, I could watch this scene again. Uh, like I said, it, 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 a lot of it is more with the the uh, the, the the human drama scenes. Um, you know, him having that inner turmoil about what he's doing and and how's he how he's going about it. Uh, the action scenes are all great, and you also excuse not. It's, I should have rewatched it. I watched it, you know, sure. <laughs> a few weeks ago, and uh, so. I'm trying to think of anything that really jumps out. There's a moment that I, I don't know if you said I like it, but it was kind of like one of those, of course, of course it is moment is when you find out that his ax has also got a single shot, you know, rifle. <laughs> I love that part because I like you when, when this movie was first like announced and they had trailers, I was like, that looks stupid. <laughs> and then it's something that came over like HBO and then I watched it. And I was like, Oh, I'm into this and I don't know why. <laughs> And I had forgotten about that part because I hadn't watched it in years. And so I went and got it and I'm rewatching it. And then that part comes up and I'm like, I thought he won this fight. What's going on? Oh, oh. there's a gun in the axe. Of course That's... there is. Yeah, but I loved it because mm-hmm. <laughs> the vampire's like, ha ha, I'm going to win. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I like, and this goes across a couple, you know, lots of different movies and lots of different genres when it comes to the action film. I like when your action hero has always got that one trick up their sleeve or that always has that complete control of everything around him. He can, everything around him goes back to like, you know, the Jackie Chan Mm. kind of stuff where everything can be a weapon, always thinking, always two steps ahead, uh, flick this, catch it, hit, you know, dive the other direction. Those kind of action scenes, I'm a sucker for. Sure. I do have a lot of fun with those. And there was a lot of that in this. The, uh, of course, he's got a knife in his back, you know, in his pocket, and he can drop it and just catch it in his, you know, in his tied hands and release himself from this trap that he's in. It's like, well, of course he does. <laughs> you know, but I'm okay with that because that's the, that's what this movie is, you know. Right. Um, and yeah, definitely the, uh, the, the axe action, you know, with him being able to swing that thing around and move it, it you know, a good portion of it was not CG. It was mm-hmm. him whipping it. Uh, like when he, uh, first pulls it out for the first time and who knows how many years and he starts turning it and turn it, flip, 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 flunk. <laughs> it just flies Whoops. out of his hand. <laughs> it clangs onto the ground. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like that. It's like, oh, there's. This is where the film starts feeling like it's like real. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I do. I will admit that had I seen this in 3D, there are definitely moments where you could see it would be fun in 3D. Uh, certainly the, the the train fight and the the burning trestle and everything um, that can be pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. and, and if it if it was decent 3D, I, I think this was actually was not shot in 3D, but I think it was a uh, yeah post converted. Which sometimes doesn't work as well as as actually shot in 3D, but it depends on the film. Sure. Um, but yeah, there was some there was some good stuff in it. Uh, it's just I wanted it was kind of the mo- kind of movie that I, where I wanted to love it. I wanted this to be one of those little you know people call them guilty pleasures or something sure. like that. And I just didn't it, quite get there. Didn't quite get there. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy kind of the the lore that they made up. They didn't just run with, oh, yeah, they're vampires, garlic, crosses, this, that. Right. They're like, no, no, no. So vampires, if you get bitten, maybe you'll die. Maybe you'll turn. We don't know till it happens. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I like the whole idea of the guy that trains him, Henry, who knows all about vampires, has been a vampire hunter for a while. But then you find out just a few years ago, he got turned into a vampire. Mm-hmm. And that works against them because vampires are physically incapable of killing other vampires. Yeah, I don't. That, I liked it. I that never made sense to me. The whole oh, you can't kill me because you're one of me. Why that doesn't that wasn't work for me. It, it, they they really play up the. I mean, not super hardcore, but they mention it enough to really play up the whole idea that there's a religious aspect to this. That this is there's a like there's a divine power that controls all of this, that mm-hmm. silver hurts and kills vampires because... Because of the purity of the... Of the purity of silver when um, uh, Judas accepted 20 pieces of silver, right, things right. like that. So silver became a curse to the undead. Mm-hmm. So, and just the idea that a vampire can't kill another vampire because, you know, it's like God is saying, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, right. You're cursed, so you can't kill another cursed thing. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, yeah, I didn't really... I. I don't really because otherwise you get to the point of like well shouldn't henry be even better at killing vampires if he's a vampire right like blade (laughs) (laughs) shouldn't you be the best vampire hunter ever yeah no now you're the worst because Mm -hmm. you can't do anything so he's destined to live forever and recruit people to help him Mm -hmm. i want more of his story that would have been a a sequel (laughs) maybe i think there was a or, or an idea of a prequel or something like that you know, I but yeah, I think that was the plan was to do more in the modern world mm. with his character, and a lot of people wondered because you get to the part where it gets to the modern day, and it's they're recreating the part where Henry meets Abe for the first time of like he's drunk in a bar. Oh says, right, right. People only get drunk like that if they're about to ask out a pretty girl or if they're going to murder someone. Yeah, which is it? Which, which is it? And so the guy drops a, a pistol. Right. <laughs> but some people were wondering like. Is that supposed to be George Bush? Or is that supposed to be Barack Obama? <laughs> is, is that who? Because he's going to be president next. And right. then uh, Seth Graham Smith was like, no, it's no, just a guy at a bar. A <laughs> yeah, it would have been interesting to see this world, uh, this you know, kind of thing continue a little bit. It, it reminds me, there's a, uh, there's a book I really enjoy. Uh, Kim Newman wrote uh, Anno Dracula. I think I've mentioned it before. 
which takes place um, I guess just prior to prior to World War One, because the sequel takes place during World War One. Uh, but it's the same idea that vampires. He, he creates an alternate kind of an alternate sequel to the end of Dracula, where Dracula ends. You know, this you know, in the novel Dracula, uh, the Harker and and um, Van Helsing Van Helsing destroy Dracula and save the day. In in Anno Dracula's universe, they fail. Mm. Dracula wins. And the world, he goes off to try to sort of, you know, conquer the world. So now we're in a world where people know of vampires. They're now a part of society. Uh, Dracula has, like, usurped the British throne. Yeah. I think um, you've told me about yeah, this. I've it sounds it. really cool. Yeah. And so it, it, this uh, Abe Lincoln vampire, it, it, it's like it's building up and that. kind of building up to a world like that. Mm. Um, the, the sequel, I can't think of the name. It's... Um, but it takes place in World War One, where now vampires are like part of the German Luftwaffe, you know. So they're <laughs> they're they're taking down uh, planes and and everything. Um, so yeah, it was definitely felt like it could have been building up to that kind of world, and that would have been really interesting. Yeah, and maybe that's kind of where I started seeing that at that last half of that film, and it was kind of like, yeah, keep going, keep going. Next so, movie, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's where like the next movie was like, okay, let's just take this to the next step. Don't jump to modern day. There's a lot of history, you know. Sure. Uh, to play with and start incorporating this whole, you know, the, the vampire into society and people start becoming aware of them. And, you know, do we... Us versus them. Is it always us versus them? Or is it going to be, well, that on that side of the track, you know, that you could have used it to... You could do a morality tales almost with, right. you know, people using... want to help vampires. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you know, are all vampires, you know, bloodthirsty and evil and, yeah. You could build on that. Like Henry, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that would have been very interesting. Again, it's another thing that, you know what, there's a series to be had in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's another one of those films. I feel like it would make a really good comic book series. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. If you could definitely do it in graphic novel form. No yeah. question. And then the other thing is, you know, as you're saying, there's so much more to do with history there. I just love the whole idea of, oh, Confederate vampires mm -hmm. in the whole gray outfits right I'm like that's up there with zombie nazis <laughs> <laughs> and then if you go through history ah vampire nazis <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i mean you can just keep going on there of course they're gonna you know side with one side or another and because it would make sense that you know that happens because the whole vampire history of like oh anytime there are slaves it's because there were vampires like we've always been here taking mm -hmm. slaves because we're hungry right yeah, exactly. We're this is our cattle. Right. Yeah, would really change like World War Two a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say something that sounds like that'd be end up sound like a really tasteless joke. Right. So moving on. <laughs> That's why I just skimmed around it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm glad I finally got a, a chance and finally watched it. Um, just sorry it didn't uh, it didn't get shelved in quite the the where I wanted it to. I figured you would go 50-50 on this. I was like, mm -hmm. all right, I'm going to suggest this one. He's either going to be like, nah, or he's going to love it. <laughs> right. Nope, I was hoping to love it. I liked it. It was fine. It. Glad I watched it. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can watch the second half as many times yeah, as you want. Yeah, exactly. Now, I've actually heard that there was a, um, that the, that B-movie theater, um, which I can't, or uh, production, I can't think of their name. Starts with an A or whatever. They did one called like Abraham Lincoln Zombie Killer or Zombie Killer. Uh -huh. And everyone keeps saying that that's actually worth a watch. So maybe I need to look that yeah, up. You get the same exact story, just they're going to swap them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they, I've heard that it was, it was a lot of fun. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I'm curious. I've heard from several people that actually have said that that one was a lot of fun. So maybe it's at least as much fun as this one. I don't know. Maybe I'd enjoy it more. I, maybe they just take it to that next degree. I, who knows? I'll look it up. I'll find out. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I really like this movie. Something about the action and just that. I agree with you that we didn't need a biography, but playing with history is just a... I, I always love when stories do that, especially mm -hmm. when you do it in a clever way. Yes. Like you said, when, when his son gets sick and dies, it's like, well, his son did get sick and die, but oh, it's because a vampire bit him. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nope. No, I did. I, I did like that. I did appreciate that. 
And the biography bit, I guess, maybe comes, it makes sense. Um, I didn't even realize. I'd seen Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, uh, the film. I've never read the book, but, you know, I've read the film. It makes a little bit more sense why he would go the biography route. Because yeah. Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, the whole thing is that it, it is Pride and Prejudice, and he just inserts zombies. zombies. So it's, yeah, I can see where he's like, okay, so I'm doing kind of the same thing here, mm-hmm. just in a more... Um, historical, yeah. Yeah, uh, more historical or more, you know... Um, yeah, I can't think of the word, but yes. <laughs> we'll go. Parallels history a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. We got anything else to say? Anything? No, it's not that long a movie. If anything, you know, it's a it's a pretty quick watch. Yes. Uh, the action sequences are, you know, I think they're spaced out just right where you don't get too bored with all of the talking, but mm-hmm. then you're not getting inundated with just action, action, action. Right. So it moves pretty quick. And I think the action scenes, too, aren't so quick cut as what would come in just around this time and a little bit later where some of the action can be so quick cut that you don't know what's going on. Yeah. This one is much more, you can see who's what's getting, happening. yeah, what's happening, who's hitting who, what's going on, how did that guy die, you know. Yeah. There's no questions like that. You can see that in this one. It's around this time and only a little bit later that there are some films where you're watching and you're like... Shaky cam. I have no yeah. idea what's going on. Yeah, this is the much more stylized, almost, uh, you know, it's sort of like murder dance <laughs> action <laughs> yeah. scenes. Yeah, it's very well choreographed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. They yeah. did a good job. I, yes. I wish it I wish it did better because I would have liked to have seen some more for the from this world. Yeah. But unfortunately yeah, no one saw it. Yeah, no, that's probably not gonna happen. But oh well. I mean that seems to be the way of, of, of many films and television shows. You know, we they create the world, but maybe just not couldn't keep running. Yeah, exactly. So oh well. So I guess that's gonna do it then for this episode. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us Matt thanks for coming by and joining us again joining me again I should say Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks and uh, until then thanks everyone we'll talk to you then bye